Welcome to episode six of the Hoop Rhymes of Life podcast, aka the HRL podcast. I'm your host DG, and I'm with the bros DA and Jay Rich. What's going on, fellas? What's, What's good, good, man? So let's get right to it, man. Game one. How do you guys feel? I'm sick. I'm sick to my stomach. As, as a matter of fact, I feel like the Cavs—they let us down. You know, two things. I can't just sit here and blame J.R. Smith after one of the dumbest plays I've ever seen in finals history, you know, involving the the rebound and running to half court. But in the same breath, like, George Hill missed the free throw. And then, as, and then you know, the refs on top of that, you know, blowing the call with, with the charge kind of killed me. All three of those combined have, you know, made me have, like, basically lose sleep. Because it was it was terrible terrible calls and terrible decisions, so that's my take on it. Yeah, I, I mean, <clears throat> I'm not as sick actually, man. I was sick, but it just kind of just reinforces everything I thought all year, man. And that's just that J.R. Smith, man. I mean, I I like him. Like as a as a as a person, you know, he seems like a funny dude, cool dude. But as a basketball player, I I think he may have one of the lowest basketball IQs in the league, man. I mean, it's just I I just don't I just don't see how you can have a blunder like that in a game of this magnitude <laughs> and then lie about it in your interview when we can read your lips. Like, there's no way you thought, like, it doesn't even make sense when he says, oh, you know, I, I thought we were going to call a timeout. Are you, is there a rule that you can't call timeout from the paint? Because normally in that situation, like you secure a rebound in a late game situation, you, you, you know, you, you clutch the ball, kind of bend your chest over and call a timeout, protect mm -hmm. the ball, call a timeout. I've never seen somebody sprint to half court <laughs> <laughs> when they're on. I mean, I've seen it on the other end, like, you know, you're on the other. You're on the other end of the floor, and you know yeah. you're going to come sprint so that you guys can advance the ball. But you're already in. You're already on your. You know your side of the of the floor, so it just doesn't make sense. I mean, I can't forgive it. I can't excuse it. I remember uh, a few episodes back, Lamar Williams said that um, J that <laughs> Jr. had that look in his eye, like he don't want to be in the look the league. Yeah, and. That's a play that lets me know, yeah, maybe he's right. He got some other things on his mind, and he should probably hang him up, man. He should probably hang him up. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Um, yeah, man, game one. Um, you know, I, I like the start of the Cavs. I thought um, LeBron came out aggressive. I thought Kevin Love had a good start. And, you know, starting the game off, I was encouraged with how they were playing. Um, that second quarter play by J.R. Smith when he went for the steal on the Steph Curry three at the uh, buzzer. Terrible. I, I'm i not sure what he was thinking. I don't know why he would go for the steal because if he stood there, I mean, he's going to miss that shot. But you give him a wide open three, although it was a 40-footer, you know Steph Curry that's makes what Steph those. Steph does, yeah. That's what you know, does. so giving him a wide open look with a couple seconds left, like that's that's easy. So I thought that was a, a, a mistake on Jr.'s part. Um, in the third quarter, um, 
it looked bad. I thought Golden State was going to their run like they normally do. But but again, J.R. Smith, he had a play where he had Jeff Green in the corner. And instead of swinging it to him, he catches it, takes a dribble, takes a dribble back, and then throws it back to Jeff Green, who's contested, and he has to take a bad shot. So, again, J.R. Smith has so many bad plays that, you know, his IQ, I think, should be called into question. It's just really not good, man. He's not really a player that you can count on in the finals like that. Um, my qu- my question to you on that topic, Dwight, is, okay, IQ is not there, but is his talent there too as well? Like, I don't even know at this point in his career if his talent is there. So I want to see what you think about that. Like, is he is he talented enough to be a starter in the finals or even in the playoffs, rather? He's. I don't think he's a starter. I think um, he can be a, a bench scorer, which they tried this year and he struggled. So I'm not sure why, because if you're just asked to come out and score, which I think he can do, I'm not sure why he struggled in that role. But I think he could be, you know, a, a sixth, seventh man. Um, as a starter, I think it's a little bit much. But, you know, on this Cavs team, I think he's probably their best option outside of maybe, I guess, Rodney Hood. But, um, yeah, I think he has no choice at this point. Um, and then as far as, you know, the end of the game play, um, I'm watching the game and I see him grab it and I see him take off to half court. And then <laughs> I see LeBron point to the corner and then he literally turns around and flings it to George Hill. And then George Hill gets blocked. And then JR looks like LeBron tells him, like, what, what are you doing? He's like, well, I thought I was tied. But he said it so calmly as if, like, he didn't just do that play. He did it like, oh, like, my bad. It's all good. And that reaction, like, for me, if I was doing that play, I'd have been like, damn, like, what was I think? I'd have been more distraught, you know. But he literally made that play and act like it didn't happen. So, like I said, he, you and Lamar could be right as far as him not being ready. With that play, it looks like he's not ready to play. So I just think I just think to answer your question, his talent level. You know, I think you know there's definitely some things that he he does at a high level. He's still a pretty solid three point shooter, but he's 14 years in the league. I think we forget that. You know, he's 14 years in, and when he came out, you know, he came straight out of high school, and he was he was pretty much an elite level athlete. Like yeah. From you know from a run and jump standpoint, he was elite athletically, and he, you know, he still has some some bits of athleticism in him, but as his body and you know as he ages and he can't do the things that he was once able to do so effort effortlessly, I think this is when he has to be a high IQ player. He's yeah. never really had to do it before, and at this stage of his career, like he just doesn't have it. Like I mean, it's just not there. Yeah, and I think the other part of it is that. Um, when he got traded from the he he never he never really went through a progression of success in the NBA. It was like, I'm on the Knicks, we're trash, I get traded, boom, I'm in the finals. Yeah. It's four straight. But there was never a grind. So I think that the success comes so it, it seems so easy for him because it's LeBron doing it. Um, that he just never really like a Kyle Korver. Like I can't picture him making that mistake. Even a even a Jeff Green, a George Hill, because they're veterans who wanted to get to this point. Like yeah. they're 
they're locked in. Like this is this is pretty much my last chance. And um, Jr. He has a ring. I mean, he's played bad in every finals. Like, yeah, he's he hasn't played well in any finals. He's so only had like, that. He's only had that one good game, which was Game Seven in that third quarter when they needed him. But outside yeah. of that, I don't right. recall him playing too well either. So. Yeah. He, so I just think it, it's come so easy for him. I just think he's not even like locked in like I think he just feels like it's another game like LeBron could take that approach and I think LeBron has to take that approach because all the pressure is always on LeBron so he's just you know he says I'm approaching this like any other game but when you're a role player nah you gotta approach it like life life and death yeah like there's nothing else you you gotta make your open threes I mean I don't even know what to say I've heard people blame it on like Ty Lue I even heard somebody blame it on LeBron those people, um, that's crazy. Like, people say, oh, well, Ty Lue, Ty Lue yeah. should have called a timeout. And I get that, but I could see someone saying, oh, we should get a timeout. But when one of your players gets the, a rebound in the paint and they could just put the ball back up. You don't want to call a timeout. Yeah. You're not calling a timeout. Yeah. And, if, just, and if J.R. Smith would have put, put the ball in the hole and then the ref blew off the basket because Ty Lue called the timeout, Ty Lue would be getting killed right now. Yeah. So there's no – absolutely. There's but no you, you never want to call a timeout in that situation, too, when it's a scramble. Because if you call a timeout, they can set up yeah. and load up on, you know, on LeBron or whoever. So, in that case, when you get a rebound like that, the best best to put it back up. And then you have Tristan on the other side who could possibly tip it in or, you know, grab it again. So, you know, just a, it was a bonehead play on his part. It was, it's more than a bonehead play. And it was – it was I've deflating. Never seen that before. Have you seen someone run to half court like that with the ball? Like, <laughs> well, the more I see it, it just like makes me sick. Like, listen, I can't believe it, he did that. It would make but, sense if they're up one because you're trying to run at the clock. Yeah, so but Dwight, where he caught it at, normally like they run to the baseline. I've never seen someone take off <laughs> to the half court like that, bro. Like I said, I mean, it's a dumb play. But in his mind, if you're up one, it makes sense because now you're running out some clock. They saw you. You make a free throw or two, game over. But when you're tied, yes, it is the dumbest play you could possibly do. It ma- it makes no sense when you're tied. And he said, oh, I thought it was tied. And then he said, I ran out, and I thought they were called timeout, so I froze. But it, it makes no sense regardless. No matter how he, he tr- describes it, it makes no sense. Did he trick off the game? Or, like, did someone have money on this game and, like, he just wanted the Cavs to lose? It doesn't really make any sense, bro. Yeah. I don't understand it. Like, you can't be that rattled. Like, I, like but is he, stories make sense. That's but what I don't understand. It's not rattled, though. I think it's just a lack of awareness. Like, I think he's, like, he really got the free throw line and he fell asleep. And then it's like, oh, the rebound, it was missed. And then he grabbed it and was like, he didn't think. Okay, I'll give you that. I'll you wasn't you thinking that. at all. That makes more but, sense. But that makes more sense. But you you should be thinking. You should be like, okay, if he makes this, I'm going to pick up, you know, KD or Steph or whoever. If I get the rebound, I'm going to try and go back up or call timeout. Like, you should be thinking about these things. And he, w- he clearly wasn't thinking. He clearly was just reacting, and his reaction was the wrong thing. Yeah, it was like a sleep play. Okay, I'll give you that. Because I've been trying to think about it, and I'm like, it doesn't, it still doesn't make sense. Just the way he took off to have court <laughs> yeah. was crazy. Yeah. Um, what do you guys think about the refs? I feel like the refs, I mean, I, 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 
I honestly feel like the refs are working for Golden State. And not just in this series, but, I mean, we saw it in game seven. I mean, Harden got fouled on three straight three straight threes, man. Like, Blade. Blade. Could have been. Yeah. Be, yeah. Four, I think it was four total. And, I mean, that was in the midst of of Houston going 0 for 27 from three. So that, that kind of stuff would have stopped the bleeding, stopped a little momentum. But it just feels like anything – anytime there's a situation – for Golden State to get a break, they're going to get the break. Yeah. Like, they, that call they reversed against LeBron, like, that's ball game right there. Ball game. It is ball game. Yeah. Yeah, that's ball game. That, that's, that's But I'm it. hearing mixed emotions. It's not like everyone's saying that's a bad call. You know, I'm hearing, like, some people saying it's a block and some people saying it's a charge. So that's why I'm trying I to think, figure out if I think it's really – could it go either way, the call, or was it really a charge? I think the call itself – I think the call itself could go yeah. either way. But – when you when you do the review based off of him being outside of the yard, being in the restricted area, they wanted to check that. When it was clear, he was nowhere near the restricted yeah. area. So now you're reversing it based off of a trigger that shouldn't have happened. Wasn't even yeah, it wasn't even it wasn't even close. That part wasn't close. So people miss calls all the time, right? Like the refs the refs missed a few calls in that game. But when you pick and choose to reverse that one with that kind of momentum, I mean, Golden State doesn't need any help. Like, we're, we're, we got robbed from a competitive game in the finals. And in this finals, we don't know if we'll see another one. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, the issue with that call is that the bottom referee called charge. So on a 50-50 call, if the referee calls charge, I feel like you can't overturn it. If he had a call block, then it wouldn't have been a problem, I think. You review it, okay, you confirm the block. But when the referee calls charge and now it's a 50-50 judgment call, I feel like you can't change that. And that's the problem I see with it. It's not so much, so much that it was actually a blocking. It's just that once you make that call, I feel like you can't, you can't flip it. There's no way well, you can flip it in that instance. And it's LeBron. You know, being that that's LeBron, he's supposed to get that call. That's what every superstar, they get questionable calls, and he's supposed to get that call. Yeah, yeah, for sure. But what was, the, what was like, the initial ruling on why they was overturned? That's what I don't really understand. It was, it was overturned really because they thought that it was actually a block, and they just overturned it. So there That's, was no initial reason behind where I'm saying, like, oh, LeBron, like, he wasn't set, like you know. He that's what I'm trying to like. I never really heard the official verdict on that, so that's yeah. what I was asking. They they said that he wasn't fully set; he was still sliding. But the thing is, you can be moving and still get a charge. So for them, they just thought it was a block, and since they had the opportunity, they changed it. But they shouldn't have had the opportunity because he was way outside the restricted. So they should have never even reviewed that play. Yeah, it's tough. It's tough. Mm -hmm. And it was another – I mean, there was a couple calls. Like, even overtime, George Hill got the strip on KD. Yeah, and it was clean. And they got the free throws. And that was a big play. Um, and another time, KD went middle and LeBron stripped him. And they called foul again. Yeah. So, like, KD really got a lot of calls that were 50-50 calls. I mean, and he's a superstar, so he deserves some of them. But I feel like he got a lot of calls that – but it's tough to make those strip calls, though. That's the only thing, like, because Katie's so long and that play goes so fast. So 
I don't know how you can make that call. It can go either way. So I see both. But like, even though I want the Cavs to win, it's just tough for me to say like, no, yeah, yeah. strip calls are bad because that like those are tough. It is. It is tough, but. I mean, they get paid. They got to make those calls. And, you know, they, they'll miss some, but it's magnified when it's in the big moments, you know. And that's part of the job. They'll get criticized, but that's what they're there for. They get paid for it, so they got to take that. You know what's crazy is I, I looked at the two-minute report from the officials today, and they said that on George Hill's second free throw that a lane violation should have been called on Draymond Green. Yeah. But they called it. They called it incidental. Yeah, I mean but they'll they never, never. They yeah. never do lane violations. Yeah, they'll never call that. Never. But I mean, it just, I, it just when you're the Cavs, when you're playing Golden State, like you, you can't, you can't leave any meat on the table, man. Yeah, you know because uh, they'll find a way to. I mean, not only are they talented, but it just seems. I've never seen a team that was constructed like Golden State, right? Constructed like Golden State, then you get Kevin Durant to join it, and they get no hate. Like, I, I've just never yeah. seen that. It's actually, you know what, though? It's, it's starting to change a little bit. I've seen a little yeah, bit more hate. resentment towards the them. Yeah, because but, they want the Cavs to win, I feel yeah. like. Yeah, but I also feel like, I feel like this may be the end of the Warriors' run this year. Because although they're the most talented, they look they don't look the same. And I'm not sure what it is, yeah. but like it's the Iggy fact I told you. I've been telling y'all. No, but I'm talking about all out. playoffs all year. They haven't looked the same. Yeah, you even Iggy. I'm not sure if it's KD, but KD doesn't look as happy. It could be just me saying things, but he don't look like the same guy. He got one ring. He might be satisfied, or he may be tired of going. Say, I'm not sure what it is, but they just don't look completely the same um but so i think their run is coming to an end which is surprising i thought they you know they'd win for another couple of years but i feel like a couple teams will give them a run next year yeah like houston with lebron if lebron doesn't win it i think i think boston is also a good team i mean you have boston with their small ball lineup of Kyrie, um brown tatum hayward and horford i think that's true. I think that's a solid team. There's no way that there's no way LeBron's going to Houston. Like I'm not sure. Or Paul George. Paul George is going to go to Houston. Like there's a lot of opportunities for Houston to get a star, though. I feel like Houston might get it. You think Paul George is going to? Houston? No, I'm just, just saying it's an opportunity. I'm not saying. I think it's going to be entertained. I'm not saying ultimately he's going to go there. I feel like he's going to the Lakers, but like before we that's get on mistake. that topic, I still have more to talk about the Cavs because I heard a lot of talk from y'all about Jordan Clarkson the whole game on why he should not play. But then I watched the game, like he plays hard. Like I can't really knock it. They're playing good defense. He's he's defending. Yeah, at moments he does look like Mark Madsen on offense. You know, he does look lost out there sometimes, but he plays hard. Yeah, you can't have Mark Madsen. <laughs> yeah, but I'm saying, like, who does it, though? Because you have LeBron on your team. So when you have the ball, everyone's been stagnant. So that's why. No, nah, but here, here's my thing. Here's my thing about Jordan Clarkson, though. Like, he's a young guy. He's never played in the finals before. You, you throw him out there as part of your regular rotation. If he doesn't have it, like, he doesn't get a long leash. If he doesn't have it going early, 
throw in Rodney Hood. Like you I can't need just someone let defend guys... though. He's defending. Like I'm not really knocking him on that. Defending who? That's defending the thing. Who? Yeah. Defending. We say the, the Warriors got 51 percent from effort. the field. I like the effort though. 37 percent from three. Like there was no defending out there. I, mean, I like the effort and defense. He's trying to defend us. He's playing. Rodney hard. Hood's going to give you some effort too. And if Rodney Hood doesn't give you effort, then you go back with George. As Fox. a coach, do you but do you make that call though? Because you know you don't know where Rodney Hood's mind is at. You haven't played him the whole time. He's getting bench minutes. Like, why make that call right now in the finals? See, as a I, coach, I would play Rodney Hood, but I'm looking more so for the fact that Rodney Hood has more length, right? So when they do all the switching. If he can switch on to a KD, you know, or a Draymond, I think he he has a better chance of affecting them because of the length. Um, him, like Clarkson guarding Steph is, is he's not really doing too much. Steph is going to do Steph. So at that point, I would play Hood and just have a bigger lineup out there that's you know better for switching. Um, Clarkson, I mean, listen, he missed he missed too many shots, man. At a certain point. <laughs> I would have, I would have took him out, and it's you know if he has it going, you keep him in. But after he went what one for seven or something, you know you try somebody else. But he stuck with him, and you know I mean it's this, because the, it's the momentum of the game though. The Cavs, you know, they weren't. It wasn't like they were. You know, the game was out of reach. So I felt like t- t- Ty Lue was just like you know let's just leave him out there and see how it goes. It's just tough for me to say that after Rodney Hood had his situation where he didn't want to come to the game. And then there's all these question marks, and then it's in the finals, and then you bring in a dude that you don't know what you're gonna get from. At least Jordan Clarkson is bringing effort, so that's why I, I, you know, I understand where you're coming from. Though the length, you know, Rodney Hood's like six seven, so yeah, it does bring the length, but you don't know what you're getting from him. And then you, like, as a coach, your trust is ruined with the player, kind of. After but you, little stunt he pulled. but you give him a short leash. We're not saying okay, give him thirty minutes. We're saying okay. Give him five here. See how he looks. If he's engaged, okay, give him another five. If he makes a couple of shots, give him another five. But you, you just try it. You just see what you have. But yeah. somebody, how many minutes, though, as a coach? You tie Lou. How many what, – what are you going to give him? Because you I'm, know players – Yeah. Well, I'm, I'm not going back to you in the, in the second part of the rotation. Like, if you stunk it up in, the, in your first stint, you're not, you're not going back. Yeah, I mean – yeah, I, I would have gave him some minutes, at least five, um, just to see how he is. If he's engaged, you, like I said, you give him a little bit more. But I give him a shot. I mean, he's he has some talent, and you need talent to win this series because they're outmatched. So I would give him a shot. Yeah, definitely. Um, and I, I just feel like I feel like Rodney Hood, Jetty Osman, all those guys—they're interchangeable. Yeah. Throw. Let's see who can get out there. Let's see who's gonna defend and let. Let's go from there. Yeah, I I would I would put like uh, Seti Osman in, and just tell him to pick up Steph or pick up somebody. Just wear him out a little bit, man. Like you know, give me yeah. a good five minutes and go from there. I think he could. I think he could do well against Clay. And what what's crazy about this is that LeBron's been carrying um, this team for a long time. But I feel like the only way for them to uh, beat the Warriors is to run multiple bodies out there. Um. And do it collectively. Like LeBron's gonna be that, but rotate those guys. If Jordan Clarkson doesn't have it, go and put Rodney Hood in. If he doesn't have it, go Jetty. Just give people a shot. Let the, let's see what they got. You have nothing to lose at this point. Yeah, nothing to lose. Sure. So, how'd you feel about Le- LeBron's performance? 
I mean, I just, you know, I figured LeBron is LeBron. You know, he's the GOAT. I mean, 51, 8, and 8. I don't know how, but people still find a way to hate. But, I mean, he's literally showing us stuff that it's just not supposed to happen. Not 15 years in, not with this workload, um, not with the talent that he has around him. And he just finds a way. And that's why, you know, I just I just don't question him. I think he was aggressive from, from the onset. You know, so I think he had, like, what did he have at the half? Was it 24? Something like that. Yeah, so, I, you know, a lot of times LeBron will come out, like he did it against the Celtics. Like he'd come, he'd come out a little aggressive, and then in the second half he'll, he'll kind of be a little passive. And I was getting mad at him because he started the third out. Yeah. Kind of not aggressive, but then he picked it right back up. And I started thinking to myself, like, the Celtics series actually prepared him for this series because the Celtics had multiple bodies to throw at him. And if Iggy's unavailable, I can really see LeBron averaging 45 because KD wants no parts. And once you get past KD or if you get the switch off KD, if there's no Iggy, there's nobody else. Clay can't do it. I mean, Draymond, you know, you, he, can, he can give you a few possessions, but Draymond's going to get beat off the dribble. I think, I think in the first quarter, his first possession on LeBron, it was a layup. LeBron yep. right past him. Yeah, um, he, he did a little jab yeah. step and then. Yeah. yeah. Yep. And so they really need Iggy out there defensively, and I think if Iggy was out there, I think uh, KD would, would be a little better offensively. But this is his first time. This is KD's first time since he's been in OKC that he's had to guard LeBron and still be a focal point on offense. And last time we saw that in the finals with OKC, he wasn't up to the task, and he doesn't look to be up to the task now. Yeah. Uh, ultimately, I think it's just crazy that LeBron's his best ever in year 15. Yeah, I mean, LeBron, man, that 51, 8, and 8 was incredible. It's the – I think that was the first time I watched him play, and I felt like he did everything I thought he should do. Right. I'm always like, he'll get like 35, and I'm like, man, he could do a little bit more. But this game, outside of the first two minutes of the third quarter, he was aggressive. Yeah. Higher game. He came out passive a little bit, and he saw the lead slip, and he was like, okay, you know what? I got to pick it back up. And so I was impressed, man. He did everything I thought he could do. Um, it's it's one of the best final games I've I think I've seen in recent memory. I don't recall anybody playing much better than that. Um, but like you said, the Iggy factor with Iggy out and KD having to guard him, that's the reason why this game was so important. Because the more games they have without Iguodala, the more chance they have to win. And I feel like that game one was big, and. With that game one performance, that would have gave the Cavs even more confidence going into game two. And don't let them get two games at Oracle. Now you're talking about them going back home up 2-0. Like, right, right. So that game was huge, man. And it's, it's already hard enough to win at Oracle. So when you have that, that chance with that performance, you got to win those games. Yeah. And I thought he did everything he could do. I mean, there's not much more I could ask. Like, before the game, I said he needs 50 and 10. And he, he pretty much got 15 and 10 and still won enough. So <laughs> I don't know what more he could do. At this point, it's like, do you have to go for 60? And that, he's, the thing was, he got 50, right? But he shot 
Right. And that's what I was thinking. I said about Harden. I said, if Harden gets 40, he has to do it efficiently for him to have a chance to win. And LeBron did that plus some and shot 60% and couldn't win. So it's an uphill battle, but that game one, man, was impressive. Well, I see, I see it a little differently, and that's why I'm curious to get your take on game two because I feel like, I feel like it actually was enough to win. I mean, if you take away the ref miscue and the blunders, I think the Cavs win that game. And yeah. the thing that I'm going to take in the game two about it is the Warriors, like, they played pretty well. I mean, you had Draymond with pretty much a triple-double. Yep. You had Steph with 29, I believe. KD had 26. Clay had, like, 23. They shot 51% from the field. I think 37, 38% from three. Like, that was a good game from the Warriors. So it was. I feel like if the Cavs can can duplicate that their effort and if Iggy's out, which I don't really know what's going on with, with his injury, I think the Cavs still have a good chance to at least um, have an opportunity to steal game two. And I could see that happening, and I could see the narrative switching, like coming back on JR. Like, man, the Cavs could be up 2-0. Um. And then I see the Warriors buckling down and beating the brakes off the Cavs. Yeah. Um, yeah, game two, they have a slight chance. I think, um, like you said earlier, the Boston series prepared them because of the defense they played. And Golden State's not playing the same type of defense. So I think it's actually easier for the Cavs to score in this series, right? which is going to help them. Um, I think it's hard to duplicate LeBron's performance. So – if LeBron can probably get 40 on, like, 55% shooting, as long as maybe a J.R. Smith or a Corver or somebody else steps up, I think that's enough for them to win. Um, and Iggy's not going to play. He's doubtful. So oh, is he? I haven't seen that. He's, he's doubtful. So I think they have a good chance. But you never know. I, I feel like if they can keep it close after the third quarter, they have a chance. And it's, it's pretty much – if they can keep it within striking distance. Because if the game gets out of hand, it's over. Yeah. Like, you're not going to come back. But if you keep it within, like, 10 going into the fourth, I think you have a chance. But if it gets to 15, 20, they're too talented to give up that lead. So, right. it's, it's going to be up to the role players to step up, make some threes so that the lane um, is open for LeBron. So, game two, I think the Cavs can win. I, I'm not going to predict them to win it, but – I'm gonna say they have a, a slight chance. I, I, I I'm I'm gonna say yeah I'm gonna I'm gonna give them a chance. I think game two is in play, but I think it comes down to and I don't know if you've heard anything, but what did the league say about Tristan Thompson? Are they suspending him? No, I think he just got fined. So I think he got fined, and Cameron Love's not suspended either. Okay, yeah. So I think I think that's what it comes down to because they're gonna have to maintain that rebounding advantage for sure. Yeah, because um, they won by what eighteen rebounds. Something yeah. Like that. Yeah, I I think that um, I think I think what has to happen, especially with Iggy out, and because the Warriors are kind of committed to playing small, I I feel like they're just soft. Like I feel like this is the softest Warrior team that we've seen in a while, and I yeah. think the Cavs are going to have to physically beat them up. I mean, yeah. it's always kind of been that way to a degree. You always wanted to play physical with Steph, but. I think collectively, like I, I think, I think KD doesn't want to mix it up. 
Um, I think really only Draymond is out there really ready to bang. So yeah. I think that you play your bruisers. I think that's why you throw a guy like Jetty Austin out there um, and just see. And Rodney Hood, you know, he's talented enough to where he can come in. He can give you three or four threes. Yeah. Easy. So hopefully Ty Lue makes the right adjustments and hopefully we have a competitive game too. Yeah. You know what else they did that I thought was underrated? They actually posted up some of the bigs, although they're not that talented on the block, just because of the mismatches in size. Right. I think it was good they threw the ball in because it slows the game down too. Yeah. When you could throw the ball into Tristan every now and then or a Nance or, or K-Love. You know, he had a couple of good post-ups, which I was shocked at, but he did good, you know, backing down, a couple of jump hooks, a couple of face-up shots. So I think that was underrated. I don't, they can't do too much of that. But I think in small doses to slow the game down, I think that was actually um, a good uh, good play by them. Yeah, yeah, for sure, for sure. Well, I'm excited about it, man. We'll we'll see. Um, I think I think a lot's being made about the Cavs like mental state after the JR blunder. I think they'll shake that off. I think they're veterans. I think they know what's at stake. I don't think they'll let that that uh, linger for too long. Yeah, yeah, I think it was um, it was hard to overcome during the game, but I think with a couple of days off, I think they're ready to go. I mean, you know, time heals all wounds, so they'll have a couple of days and get in the gym, and they should be ready for Sunday. Right, right. Um, oh, did you see that JaVel McGee play? Oh, man. Uh, did I? Shaq and the fool. That's, that's, that should win him the award. How, how does that happen at, at seven feet? And he's an athlete. How does that happen? I I can't even explain it. Like, he could almost reach the rim just standing straight up. Yeah. I, so it's like he jumped negatively. He just, yeah. <laughs> hey, they pulled him right out after that, too. He was actually playing pretty well for him. Yeah. And then that happened, and it was like, ooh. I'm not ooh. sure what happened, but that was just a funny play. I'll bring that up real quick. But all right, man. Um, this is the end of episode six. Um, I guess we'll link up after the game two. We'll link up and uh, we'll discuss it further. Yes, sir. All right, man. Have a good one. All right.